There you are. And here I am. So I guess we're gonna have a show. <sighs> My back is stiff. Cooled off again. It's all right. It's Friday. T-D-I-F. Oh. And here we go. In three, two. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Friday. Woo! March 19th, 2021. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. So guess what? Guess what? I went to the orthodontist. And look what I have now. Can you see them? You can literally see them. They're there. I promise you they're there. There. You can probably catch some of the reflection. See my crooked old bottom teeth? Yeah. Well, they're fixing the top ones too. I don't know. I thought the top ones were fine. But they want to move them around or something. I don't know, man. I get to do this for like a year and a half now. If it is only as bad as it was yesterday, it's fine. It's not a big deal. It is, un it is uncomfortable. Uh, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being horrible pain, one being, I didn't even notice it, it's like a two or a three. It's not bad, it's not painful. Now that could change with future trays, I don't know, but. It's like a really good fitting mouth guard in, when you're sparring. That's the best way to describe it. And I did this because the idea of doing conventional braces in my 40s, which were only $400 less and they said wouldn't give a better result. There was no point. It was seriously like a 5% difference to go Invisalign. So Invisalign, yay. <sighs> well, yesterday, what happened yesterday? I got a bunch of work done yesterday. No, I got some work done yesterday, not a lot. Had some calls, rearranged my schedule, my recurring appointments that were landing on Thursdays in a couple of weeks, no more Thursdays. So we are stuffing all meetings and appointments into Mondays and Tuesdays, and I'm super pumped about that. I'm gonna get so much more work done. I'm gonna have so much more flexibility in what I do that I'm really pumped about it. I have one appointment left on Wednesdays that I can't move because that's that person's, uh, that client's um, day off from working with their clients. So there's really no other option. So that's what we do, but better is better. Better doesn't have to be perfect. Good morning, Stacy. Stacy, you missed the reveal. The reveal of the of the, of the, the braces. <sighs> yeah. So I spent a bunch of time yesterday working on more more projects, more chipping away at things and rearranging details and recorded um, 
a concept video for promoting the flexibility program that hasn't been written yet. But that'll be coming. I, I want I want to get what we have like out there and really get the website set up right. Um, you know, we have whistlekickprograms.com, but the only thing up at it is the strength and conditioning, and it's designed to sell to people who come in from an ad. And you know, we'll do some of that, but I, there's a bunch of setup that has to be done there that I will do. I don't know if that'll happen today. Probably won't happen today, but it'll happen soon. And what else happened yesterday? Books, put some time into doing some research on how we're gonna handle some book stuff going, going forward. Because guys, I'll be honest, until we can get to profitability, it's gonna be really hard to do more with, with products. Here's a great example. I launched we, we brought in those Taekwondo uniforms with the stretchy, the stretchy pants. Even my friends didn't buy them. I had one person who was willing to buy them and they were helping me out with other stuff, so I gave them one. But people aren't buying them, they're on the website. It's hard to get people to buy products. It really is. It's especially hard to get martial artists to buy products. I wish I had known this. We would have started it a different way. But that means once we can do it, we'll be fine. But what does it mean shorter term? It means that I'm not putting money into physical product unless I know it's sold. I won't do it. Because it just burns the cash we have and puts more stuff in my in the warehouse out there. Maybe I'll put those uniforms on Amazon. I have to double check what the reviews are up there. Stacy says, not your size. I know, I'm sorry. Um, anything else yesterday? I didn't go to the gym, came home, made some food, watched some TV, went to bed kind of early. Pulled the sap off the trees, got maybe two cups. Not a lot. Probably some rainwater in there, though. Because I don't have tops. Because my buckets don't have tops. But it's Friday. I do this a lot now. Tapping those things together. Oh, I forgot to mention yesterday that there was a Thursday episode, because it was Thursday. Uh, yesterday was the audio broadcast of the final Whistlekick Live. Most of you probably figured that out already. And yesterday we started doing a little bit of advertising on social media, trying to get people to come into the podcast. The podcast is the most successful thing that we do, so I'm going to try doing a little bit of advertising on that. Dollar a day. What can we do with a dollar a day? See if we can bring some people in. If we can, cool. That's what most of what yesterday was, just little bits like that. Like, oh, if we're going to do that ad, i got to make a page for them to come into and just looking at, at other stuff like that. And today's going to be much of the same. I had some time carved out for some client work, but that client hasn't gotten back to me on things. I got a couple client calls. I do have somebody, and we might, turn, we, might, we might do something with this. We might turn this into like a group buy. I do have a school who has a bunch of students who are interested in getting some gear and 
I have a call with them later. If I can get them to buy enough gear, then we'll do, we'll do like a group buy pre-order sort of thing. Because then most of the money will be covered. And then I can, I know the sales will be there. I can do that. We'll see what happens. So that calls today. And then this weekend, what's going on this weekend? I have nothing on the agenda. Well, that's not true. I have work on the agenda. I have plenty of work on the agenda. It's supposed to be nice. Uh, both Saturday and Sunday, it's supposed to be pretty warm. So I bet most of the snow is gonna be gone by Sundays, except maybe in the shade. Do some projects, some cleaning, probably go for a walk, maybe a hike. It's gonna be muddy. It's not good for the trails to hike when it's muddy. So I may hike somewhere, who knows? Both days will start with me sleeping as late as the cat lets me, which this morning was uh, 5.40. Finally woke up then. I slept hard. There were some dreams. I don't remember what they were now, but I was definitely dreaming last night. Let's see what we got to talk about today, what y'all gave us. I got a feeling Frank gave us some jokes because it's Friday. He's good about that gives us good stuff. Thank you, Frank. Thank you for all you do, Frank. I really appreciate Frank. So we got something from Stacy, and we got some jokes from Frank, and we got some quotes from Frank. So let's start with the jokes. The jokes for Fun Day Friday. And because this week was St. Patrick's Day, these have a St. Patrick's theme. Why are leprechauns so concerned about global warming? They're really into green living. What did you say, Stacey? Feline four-footed alarms are the best and sometimes annoying. Uh, I don't think they are the best. They are... See, here's the thing. This old thing over here. She drives me nuts. And I hate that she wakes me up with purring in my face. But one day, I'm going to miss that she wakes me up with purring in my face. So I try to remember that. But it's not easy when you're, you know, sleeping. How can you spot a jealous shamrock? It will be green with envy. Why can't Irish golfers ever end a game? They refuse to leave the green. Who is St. Patrick's favorite superhero? The Green Lantern. What do Irishmen say when you tell them Bono is your favorite singer? You too? <laughs> That's a great one! Oh, Frank, I love that one. That's awesome. What does it mean if you find a four-leaf clover? That you have too much time on your hands. <laughs> that is also a great one. I love it. All right. And then... Stacy's got one in here that is, is kind of a follow-up to some things we talked about yesterday. Is your mind set or do you have a mindset? I try to catch myself when I, ha when I find an opinion or a belief that isn't um, flexible is not the right word. Up for discussion, ch up for challenge. Here's something. Here's something that we should all remember. Because a lot of us, a lot of us say, you know, 
trying to stay away from politics. And this shouldn't be a political statement. A lot of people talk about science as justification for taking action. Absolutely. Science produces evidence. Evidence is, is similar to experience. Experience is how we decide what to do, how to do, when, why, etc. Our instincts on how to act about things sometimes are, are so hardwired based on experience that it's compulsive, right? There, there's, a, there's a lot to be said for that relationship. But science is infallible. Just as, no, I'll tie it back in a second. Science is, it, science is fallible. In fact, the only thing that science has ever consistently proven is that past science is fallible. Now, that doesn't mean that there are things that we believe now that are, doesn't mean, there's too many negatives in there, plenty of the stuff that we know now is true and, and stands up to discussion, debate, and research. But plenty of it isn't. I'm not making this comment about anything specific. It definitely, I'm not stepping into anything political or pandemic related, so. But why do I bring this up? Because so many of us have these mindsets that are, are locked in stone. No, I, I can't, I won't even consider that. Well, we've had plenty of science that people assumed was good, it was right, it was correct, it was true that fell down under further scrutiny in time and new technologies to research, etc. If science is subject to that, if past discoveries, past accepted discoveries are subject to that, why are your opinions not able to be taken down off the shelf and analyzed again? What are you afraid of? I will debate just about anything that I believe with people. I've had those debates result in altered opinion. Why would I not want to come to a belief or an opinion that works better for me with my personal views on the world and, and, and everything? Morning, Emmett. There are plenty of people in the world who from wherever they are now, to the moment they die, none of their opinions will change, none of their beliefs, their theories, their understanding of the world, their perspectives, they are locked. They are set in stone. They are mindset. I don't hang out with those people. I have no interest in being around those people. If you're not willing to have a conversation, if you are not willing to be vulnerable, at least about some of the things that you believe, we are not compatible in a conversational way. I think that's a really important thing. I think it's really important for us to be willing to say, you know what? My opinion on this is wrong. My thought on this is wrong. I was in a call this week, yesterday morning, Last week, last week. And a word came out of my mouth and I went, holy cow, I didn't even realize that was part of my vocabulary anymore. It was an insensitive word. 
And it got me to take a big step back and say, okay, apparently I've got more work to do to connect my own beliefs with how I act. I could dismiss it. I could say, you know, that's going to be hard work and I don't mean it in this way that people are, nope, I'm going to work on it. And it's not going to be easy because I've got decades of using this and similar words. And we're not going to talk about what the word is because the exact, the exact word doesn't matter. It's not an awful word, but it's not a good word. Okay, we'll put it that way. It's, it's nothing that would be censored if I said it. Stacy's got a big presentation in eight hours. Good luck. Or a big presentation this afternoon. Good luck. So those are my thoughts on mindset versus mindset. Emmett says, I've noticed a lot of my people, a lot of people question my opinions and beliefs on female empowerment because I'm a guy. I'm not supposed to be supportive. It sounds like they're, I'm gonna guess that those comments come from other men and those men aren't able to reconcile their actions and opinions with other actions and opinions that they're, they're finding some conflict within themselves and they're trying to get you to help them feel better by poking at you and trying to get you to agree something, you know, about women that doesn't jive with your personal views. A lot of people will do that. Well, come on, don't, don't you think that we're not going to talk about that? There are plenty. I tell people flat out, we don't need to talk about that. Our opinions don't always line up. That's okay. I can respect people. I have friends. I, I, I will fully admit this. I have friends who have views that I find gross. But they're good people. Just as I've said on martial arts radio many times, I can respect aspects of people. I can be friends with people who I don't completely agree with. Even on some, some big stuff. Doesn't mean they're my best friends. But I find value in the relationship. They find value in the relationship. Stacy, as a different perspective, I'm gonna guess that they are from women. Some are so far into women's empowerment that they lose the goal for the source. Hmm. see that too. I believe firmly in equal opportunity. I do not believe in equal outcome. I believe you can do and be whatever you want to do and be, but I do not believe that we are all the same. I think that we spend too much time worrying about the negative side of that statement and 
to be fair, in, in some respects, facts, instead of celebrating. This, this is how I approach martial arts. We spend too much time worried about where this style of this person or this whatever isn't as good when we have an opportunity to celebrate the benefits and of the differences. Especially since we're more alike than we are different. All right, let's move on. We got some quotes. Frank threw us three quotes today from Carol Burnett. I have always grown from my problems and challenges, from the things that don't work out. That's what I've really learned. Yeah. As human beings, we learn from mistakes, failures, mess-ups, errors, whatever you want to call them. How does a child learn to walk, to stand? By falling over a lot and eventually getting it right. How does a child learn how to walk? From standing up and then falling down in motion. How do we learn how to do our... How do we learn how to do kicks better? How do we learn how to kick? By picking up our foot and having to put it down. By falling over. By going, oh, that doesn't feel right. Lots of mistakes. Lots of errors. And then we correct them. I'm in the middle of a show. You have food. I was on a Zoom call last night. Uh, presentation and forgot that my mic was hot and she came in and bugged me <laughs> and I just went, Zusa, you're fine. And I was like, oh, and I muted it. So, you know, a good 20 people got to hear me say that. Mistakes are our best teachers, but we have to be willing to make them. Emma says, it's all good. I have three daughters and I want to show them that it is okay to be a strong, independent woman and that they can achieve whatever they want. Absolutely. I, I, anytime anybody is trying to repress, suppress, cast out, no, you're fine. Go eat your food. Cast out, discard, disrespect a person, a group of people, etc. It says everything about them and their fear, their lack of self-worth, etc. When someone is hurting enough or in feels inadequate enough or whatever to actually expend energy to try to tear down someone or something else, it is a cry for help. Now that doesn't make it okay, but this is where I try to meet with a compassionate response. Maybe not outwardly, but I try to feel some compassion for the person. You can punch someone in the throat with compassion. Sometimes that needs to happen. Next. Words. 
once they are printed, have a life of their own. Now, this is an older quote. I'm going to guess it's an older quote, and it may even predate the internet. And if that is true, then I suspect Carol Burnett would say the same thing now. And not just words, but images, photos, video. I did some research yesterday on making deep fake videos because I've got, I've got a, a marketing idea on something, some things that we might be able to do creating deep fakes that I think would be really fun. And it's going to take a little while. The technology behind that is, is really cool, but requires a lot of computing horsepower. And I don't have that much. So I got to look at that as to whether or not it's worthwhile to do um, with the, with what I have computer wise, it might be months to do short clips. It really, it's it, deep fakes are crazy uh, computing power. But once somebody says something, once someone writes something, once you put something out there, if somebody really wanted to, they could take all these first cup videos and they could make a first cup video of me saying anything, right? We've got close to, do we have three years now? A video of me saying probably darn near every word I would need to can make me say horrible things. Does that mean I'm going to not appear publicly? Does that mean I'm not going to do video? Does it mean I'm not going to write something so someone can take it out of context? I held this interesting record through college that I was not once quoted accurately in the school paper. And that wasn't just once or twice. That was probably a dozen times. I'm going to chalk it up to, uh, you know, young journalism. I got to the point my senior year, I, I was insisting on emailing quotes. <laughs> they didn't like that. This is where understanding intent of what people say becomes important. Our, our news cycle, our media, our attention is so distracted looking for things that are exceptions and inflammatory and looking for the next place for us to collectively bully someone that we used to like. I saw this morning, Stacy. I commented on your, I'm assuming your most recent video on TikTok. Stacy puts a lot up on TikTok. She's doing a great job. I don't know what you want, but I'm, I'm still doing the show. I don't think you ate all your food yet. Anybody want to buy a cat? <laughs> She's giving me the dirtiest look. She really is. Yeah. Laura's gotten some, some, some rough stuff. Look, the more anonymous the platform, the more hate there will be on it. It's just going to happen. And unfortunately, we've become so comfortable with people being hateful that it's even crept into Facebook. It used to be YouTube. You would have people who would come on YouTube and they're they would have these accounts with no videos and their name would be something generic and they would say horrible, horrible things. We don't get nearly as much of that anymore. 
I, I, I see much less of it than, than I used to see on YouTube. It's on TikTok now. It's Facebook when it becomes political, people yelling at each other like they're actually gonna accomplish anything. And it's on TikTok because unfortunately, people with that much time tend to be younger. TikTok tends to be a platform of younger people and they're just being jerks. You can, I think you can look at it in two ways. You can, you can fight back, you can argue against it, you can try to use logic and reason. I think that is a losing battle because these are bullies. Being a troll is being a bully. It's the same, it's the same mindset. It's you trying to make yourself feel better by pointing out somebody else's flaws. Or you can have a different mindset. These people are paying attention to me, to what I'm putting out, to what we do. They find value in attacking it. Nobody's gonna go out and tell a tree that they're, you know, you're a stupid tree. Why? You could walk down the street. Hey, you're an ugly house because they're looking for a response because they are clearly, there's something missing that they're trying to get back. So you can recognize that and then further, it's practice for not caring about what ignorant, rude bullies think. It's a skill. It takes time to develop. It's one I am not good at, but getting better at. I'll feed you in a minute. I'm still doing the show. Coffee's almost done. And our last quote from Carol Burnett today, comedy equals tragedy plus time. Lately, there have been a lot of comedians being, uh, people trying to push them aside, saying, you know, you can't, hey, enough. Saying that you can't say that, you can't talk about this, this isn't something you can make a joke about. Anything can be a joke. I might not find it funny, but other people do. And so you have comedians pushing back saying, wait a second, this is part of the way some people process. There are horrible, there are, excuse me, there are horrible things that have happened in my life that I've heard comedians joke about that I find painful. I'm not gonna tell them that they can't joke about that. It's not up to them to protect my feelings. It's up to me to defend my own feelings. And I wish more people realized that. Your feelings are yours to defend, not someone else's to protect. So, all right, I think that's a good point to call it. I wanna thank Stacy and Frank for submitting things. Thank you to those of you who watched live. I hope you all have wonderful days, wonderful weekends. I hope that once the show closes, you will leave some comments, some things for Monday morning. Because yeah, we do the show five days a week, 6.30, AM, US Eastern Time here on YouTube. Catch it later in audio form. Don't forget, you can buy this mug or other things to support our work at whistlekick.com. Use the code firstcup15, or we have a Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash whistlekick. And you get bonus content for throwing a few bucks a month at us. 
So take care. Take care of yourself. Take care of those around you. Be safe, happy, healthy, all those good things. And I will see you back here on Monday. Peace.